Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to A to Z Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, the Odyssey app. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Also on Instagram if you want to see pictures of my kids and food and bets. That's really all my Instagram is, guys. It's not exciting, but it's fun. Although I did crack an egg over my son's head last night. Some people would call that child abuse. I called it funny. Go check out the video. There you go. You'll have a lot of fun with it. All right. Uh, we'll, we will hear from Quindrell and Hammonds, uh, Army football player coming up next segment, and uh, Mbidi Williams, another Navy football player coming up for the end of the show. Again, uh, with you till 2 o'clock this afternoon. Army-Navy uh, pregame 2.30 kickoff set for 3 o'clock from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, I am very excited for today's game. I'm, I'm desperately wondering what the total of this game is going to be. I'm not, touch, I'm not touching the total. If you put a gun on my head, I'd take the over. It's dangerously too low. And here's the thing when you get totals like this. You know, the amount of variance, all it takes is one play. You know, one fumble recovered for a touchdown, one pick six that you can't forecast, right? Something like that that just changes the entire outcome of the game from a score standpoint. Too much variance on a total that low. Too many bad. You're asking everything to go right in one direction. However, I will say this much, E. I bet the Army Air Force under this year. And it was uh, 29, and uh, they scored 23 points in the f- 26 points in the first half. I was about to say, the Falcons of Air Army Force was up. A- Army was up 23-3 to in the first half of that game. And then didn't, didn't Air Force come back? No, no, nobody scored a single point in the second half, and it stayed under. And it ended up 23-3. Did that meet? And the total stayed under. Wow. Ooh, well, that, yeah. that, that was a nail-biter. <laughs> like, one more wow. field goal would have sent it over. <laughs> like, insane. So uh, that's the kind of games that could happen here. So I won't touch the total here. All right, we got Falcons and Buccaneers coming up on Sunday. Um, I, and I'm curious to hear from anybody out there. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Like, has some of this stuff on Arthur Smith chilled out now? I, I said routinely, guys. I thought like the whole fire Arthur Smith stuff was ridiculous and idiotic. And if that was your stance, you just, you know, what do the kids say now, Eric? You don't know ball. You don't know ball, right? Can I say that? Am I too? Uncool to say that, you don't man. You are the definition of cool. I don't care what. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you. Love you. you. Love you. If Love anybody you doesn't know Zeno, you better check him out on Instagram. That's right. Um. So I, I think the, the talk of Arthur Smith getting fired was utterly ridiculous. Like, there was just no. There was no legs to it. He's not getting fired. Period. He's not even on the hot seat. Now, however, comma. You miss. You lose this game. You're likely not going to make the playoffs. I, I, mean, I shouldn't say that. 
You lose this game, you just open it up to yourself getting caught by a bad Saints team, by a probably worse Buccaneers team, and handing them the division when they don't need to be handed the division. Like, ultimately, that's what is, is, is going to happen. And if you do that and you give it back to them, man, it just now all of a sudden, even if you make the playoffs, it's just going to feel different, right? It's going to feel different. It doesn't matter how you win the game. I've said this for years. How you win never matters. How you lose matters, right? If you just have one of those games where Ritter throws two more interceptions or they're sloppy and there's turnovers and you get beat by Baker Mayfield, right? If you have that situation unfold and manifest itself, man, it's never going to feel the same. All right, Z, let's diagnose these remaining schedules for these two teams. All okay. Right? So Falcons is super easy. Well, you got a Colts team that looks a lot more difficult now than it did a month ago. Yeah, but they're still very beat. It's Gardner Minshew, man. A, gotta, a, good, gotta, a good defense against Gardner Minshew should be a plus. Okay. You got to go to Chicago in a cold-weather game where the Falcons traditionally do not do great in this time of year. Okay. And you finish with your rival, the Saints. I, I, have, a, I have a hunch that that Saints game should not matter. Okay. It should, like, in theory, it should not. They should have the division locked up by then. All right. If they don't, that's a problem. Okay. I mean, let, let me just, before you go forward, because let's just forecast out this weekend. If the Falcons win this week. Okay. Okay. And by some chance, which I don't think is that far off of a chance, Carolina upsets New Orleans. The Falcons, the the. the the division is locked up. They yeah, got to win yeah, one yeah. more so game. Yeah, so you start, start, start selling divisional right, round tickets. Right. Absolutely. They got to win one more game. Mm-hmm. But once you get past, you know, you get into week 16 here, um, and you see the Falcons are playing the Colts, and then you have uh, Tampa Bay is at home against Jacksonville. Who knows if Trevor Lawrence is playing by then? That's the other part. Um, and the Saints are where that week? Can't even figure out. Where the heck is New Orleans? Doesn't matter. They play the week after that. The Saints and Bucks will play a New Year's Eve game. Why am I? Oh, they're on Thursday night against the Rams. That's why. Mm. Oh, that's a pretty winnable game for that. I don't think the Rams are that good. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it's it's none of these teams have tough schedules left. Nope, nobody does. Nope. So win the games you're supposed to win, and everything should be fine. And the point simply is again, if you can't beat this team this game, if you can't figure out a way to win this thing. I, I, it's well, you don't hard. deserve it. You don't deserve the division, right? If you can't win this at home. But it, it, I, it's really making it hard for me to back Arthur Smith publicly and not sound like a moron. And I don't need anybody's help to sound like a moron. It's been well documented in my nine, almost ten years in this town. I can sound like a moron without anybody's help. And and just ask the Oregon Ducks. God, I can't stand that team. Anyway, um, but I I look at it and I go, "You're a better team." You're better coached. You have a better defense. You have a better run game. These are the key components of easily winning a football game. You got to win it. You have to win it. If they don't, man, they are. It's just. It's really hard for me to defend a guy I really genuinely do believe in, in Arthur Smith. And and what you see in press conferences, and I say I've said this before, and I'll say it again. What you see in press conferences is not who he is. Yeah. Okay. We all know. Everybody in this town knows the Falcons are the most sensitive organization in the world, right? They're like a little girl with a skin knee, all right? It, it's just nonstop tears. 
That said, their their whole PR angle is to be buttoned up and not say anything that's going to cause any ruffles or like that. You know, they won't allow him to be himself in those things because the guy that I speak to, one, he's funny as hell. Okay, two, he's just very relaxed and very down to earth and very genuine. You know, he's a very like, and everybody in the media knows this, he's a very likable guy. What you see online and in press conferences is not the same dude. So. That's why I kind of believe in him a lot, just because I know outside of the press conferences when he talks and the things that he says that he's always two steps ahead of his competition. His preparation and his process, I think, are very, very, very good. Some of the best I've seen in almost 20 years of covering this league. And I've covered some darn good coaches, including John Harbaugh in Baltimore and Brian Billick, guys who have won Super Bowls. That's why we get along, bro. That's why we get along. So, you know, I mean – his process and his preparation are good, which is why I believe him, because I'm always process over results. If your process is good, the results will bear that out over time. That's why I said at the top of the show, fans' angst is that the results haven't shown that the process is valid, right? The results feel like the process is invalid. I think you need to see a little bit more. You need to stick with it a little bit longer. And you need to get a better – you need to get more – I'm not going to say a better quarterback. You need to get more consistent quarterback play. Could that be from Ritter? Possibly. I don't know the answer to that yet. I'm not smart. I'm honestly not smart enough to know if Ritter. Some people tell you we know definitively whether he's the guy or not. You know, Alex Smith didn't look like the guy when he started in San Francisco. He looked pretty darn good in Kansas City. All right. So, two questions for you while we are on this game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Does this game come down to one of two things? AJ Terrell, hopefully he's playing versus Mike Evans, and or the ability to get a scrambling Baker Mayfield on the ground because <laughs> in years past. I don't think a Baker. I don't, Baker, I don't think Baker Mayfield is as as mobile as Josh Dobbs or Kyler Murray. I don't think he's as. He, let me rephrase. Three years he's ago, not, when he was wearing that other uniform, he's not as wiry, as they say. You know, he's not as wiry. <laughs> um, he's he's not as. You know, he, he can move. I don't think he's got the escapability, if that makes sense. But of Dobbs last time and, he came into this building, not wearing the he current was wearing, uniform. He was Brand, Brand, what, what uniform yeah, was it? Brand, the Browns? Browns uniform. He scrambled a lot, and they went on with a W that day. I mean, I, look. If it comes down to a play like that, I would argue you didn't do enough to win the damn game anyway. You're better than this team. Markedly better. Like, let's just assume Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter at their quarterback position are a wash. Line everything up for the other 21 guys, the other 10 on offense and the other 11 on defense. You're markedly better than these dudes. Yeah. The, only one, the only one player on their just team. Just prove it. Is, is big number 83. He's the only other player on their team that can give us like Yep, he's the only one that's got a decided advantage over anybody else. So it's that simple, man. Like I, I can't I, I can't make it any more easy than that. 404-726-0929, the phone number on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. You know, we talked a little bit about the MVP conversation. And I'll say it again. Tua Tagovailoa is not allowed to win the MVP. Period. He cannot win it. It belongs to Tyree Kill if there's anybody on the Dolphins. And and in reality, nobody, no quarterback this year is having that good of a season that Tyreek Hill shouldn't be more in the conversation. Is that fair to say? Like, Dak's having a good year, but he's not leading the league in passing. That's C.J. Stroud, right? Jalen Hurts is having a good year, but he's, like, not even top five in touchdown passes, right? Like, he's outside the top ten in touchdown passes, and he's thrown ten picks. So it kind of can't be him, right? Brock Purdy is... You know, having a really good year, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. It's got the highest quarterback rating in the NFL. But he's nowhere near 
the top five in passing yards. So all these guys got warts. Tua talk about, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to lead the re- league in receiving yards, yards after catch, receiving touchdowns. Like, what more do we need to see here? Do we need to see anything else from, from anybody? I mean, there's only one other player, one other pass catcher this year that has double-digit touchdowns other than Tyreek. You want to know who it is? Absolutely. Mike Evans, the guy the Falcons are playing Nightmares. this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> oh, the coincidence. I mean, Tyreek Hill is averaging 123 yards per game. You know who's second in yards per game? A guy who hasn't played football in six weeks in Justin Jefferson at 112. You know who the next closest guy is? Drake London, CD, maybe? CeeDee Lamb at C. 98. Lamb. Wow. There's literally 25 yards per game difference between Tyreek Hill and the next closest receiver who's played the same number of games. Having a, having a, a um, history. Yard, history yard, yards after catch. Tyreek Hill has 604 to lead the league. He might end up with 1,000 yards after the catch when it's all said and done. You know who's second? Jamar Chase at 506, 98 yards behind him. Wow. There is no other receiver that's even close. There are a lot of other quarterbacks that are close to Brock Purdy, that are close to Jalen Hurts, that are close to Dak Prescott. There is no separation. And, again, the problem is is that we have bad voting systems. When's the last time wide receiver won NFL MVP? Uh, That's a good question. I think it would have to be Jerry Rice. but uh, 84, 85, something like that maybe? I mean, Randy Moss didn't didn't win it the year. that Brady won it that year. Yeah. Because Brady had 50 touchdowns that year. It was ridiculous. Stupid. Um, Last non-quarterback was Adrian Peterson in 2012 when he rushed for 2,000 yards. And also, Derrick Henry got jobbed in 2020 when he rushed for 2,000 yards. He did. Neither here nor there. Um, Prior to that, it was LaDainian Tomlinson. It was Sean Alexander back in the running back days when they used to win fantasy football leagues for everybody. Last wide receiver. Then you had uh, Marshall Falk. You had Kurt Warner. Uh, Kurt Warner. The I'm sorry. Not, not, that's not the running back, Kurt Warner. Marshall Falk, that's the a, that's a quarterback. Terrell Davis. Emmett Smith. Uh, Thurman Thomas. Lawrence Taylor in 86. Defensive wow. player. Last defensive player to win it. Um. Are you, are you telling me Jerry never won it, won it? I thought Jerry did win it. Wow. Did you, Jerry Rice never won an MVP. That's insane. Hmm. We all would have got that trivia question wrong. I'm trying to find the last wide receiver to win it. Come to it after the break because you may be looking for a long time. <laughs> I am. O.J. Simpson won an MVP. He also killed two people. <laughs> <laughs> with that one. Steve, Jerry Rice never won an MVP and didn't kill anybody. RJ Simpson won an MVP and killed two people. I can't find. This is insane. A wide receiver has never won the NFL MVP. Am I looking at that right? Burt Jones, 1976. Mm. He's a quarterback, though, right? Boy, that's final Jeopardy question for you right there. Roman Gabriel. Who's Roman Gabriel? 1969. Another quarterback. Dear Lord. All right, so I'll have to figure this out. Somebody text the show or text me or tweet me at Mark Zeno. All right, we come back. Uh, we will speak with Quindrell and Hammonds, Army Safety. They call him the... Uh, they have a weird name for his position. I'll tell you that much. You'll find out what it is next. It's A to Z. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com and the Odyssey app.
Welcome back to ABC here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, the Odyssey app. Army Navy coming up here. Two o'clock pregame, three o'clock kick. Go Army, beat Navy. We're going to talk to Quindrell and Hammonds here in a minute. Got a chance to speak with them earlier in the week. Uh, obviously, we're not talking about Army Navy football players today. They're kind of busy. So it was a great chance to speak with some of those young men. Uh, that'll be here in just a moment. No NFL, no wide receiver has ever won the NFL MVP, the AP NFL MVP. The year that Jerry Rice had the 1,900 yards that one year that he had, 1987, um, that year the MVP went to John Elway. Like, this is stupid that we don't, we don't ever give, like, you know, uh, awards to, like, you know, legitimate, like, players other than quarterbacks. Am I right in saying that? Like, doesn't that feel weird? Yeah. In 95, when Jerry Rice had 1848, when he had the 1848 rushing yards. Uh, 95, right? Who was the MVP that year? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Okay. That's the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, though. Right? That's the year they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So, whatever. Anyway. Tyreek Hill should be the MVP. That's all I'm saying. Based off of the numbers and everybody else that he is outpacing, there's not an argument that he's the best player at his position by far. There's not an argument that he's the best player in the league. So, especially with the down quarterback play this year across the board, Eric, like how bad quarterback play. Half the teams in this league are studying people who shouldn't actually be NFL quarterbacks. It's amazing. It's amazing some of the names of guys. By the way, you, you want to know what the most amazing thing is? Like, Tommy DeVito is absolutely living up every ounce of this. What, have you seen what's going on in New York with him? No. It's I know, insane. I know he, the Jets named him the quarterback. No, no, Giants. Giants. Um, he's doing, like, Italian food reviews. He's showing up at bars, like, all, all over the New York, you know, New Jersey. Air, like, the Tommy Cutlets thing. Like, I'm not mad at the kid at all. Like, I would, if I was him, I would soak every bit of this up because guess what? After five more games, he's going to be out of a job. Yeah, and he's a Division II guy, right? No, he went to Illinois. Illinois, okay. Yeah. Who, who started the Division II quarterback? And ba- he was bad there, too. Somebody this year started the Division II quarterback. I can't remember uh, who it is. Whatever. But still, you got Division two guys playing in the NFL. It's pathetic. It's pathetic all around. You know what's not pathetic? Army football. We're going to talk to Quindrell and Hammond. He's got a chance to sit down with this young man here, defensive player for uh, – for Army, as they get set for the 124th Army-Navy game coming up here, uh, here's myself with Quindrell and Hammonds. And joining us now from the Army Black Knights football team, as we get set for the 124th installment of the Army-Navy game in Foxborough, senior cornerback Quindrell and Hammonds joins us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Q, welcome, man. Great to see you. Great to be with you, and uh, certainly looking forward to Saturday. Glad to be here. All right, senior year for you, final installment of this game. Uh, what does it mean to have your last Army-Navy game coming up on deck? Um, so, you know, playing the last Army-Navy game is definitely going to be a memorable one. Um, right now, just trying to let it all sink in, you know, enjoy the time with the guys, enjoy the preparation that, you know, it comes with this game, and, you know, just ready to rock for Saturday. Now, you have been at West Point now for five years. You're a product of Covington, Georgia, uh, right down the block from us here in Atlanta. Uh, How did you end up at West Point? So I ended up at West Point. I got recruited by um, the academy pretty early. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a path for me, but after, you know, some research and 
conversation with Coach Munkin. I mean, I, I pretty much thought this was a place for me. Did you always want to do the military thing, or was it more just about football? Um, I really had no uh, really prior information about the service. <laughs> um, but like I said, after talking to, you know, Coach Munkin and, and different guys, you know, I kind of saw the opportunity in the military. Um, I knew that football wasn't a forever thing. Um, so I was I just had an open mind to the whole thing. Hey, don't feel bad. When I signed up, I had no idea what I was getting into either. So, <laughs> and I'm still here 20, 20 plus years later. So there, there may be a, there's a future for all of us. Put it to that way, Q. Uh, starting DB here, quarterback, three interceptions on the year, including one in the last game against Coastal Carolina on senior day. Uh, you know, this is an Army defense here that this year – you know, it's, it's kind of weird. You guys have had a weird season. You started out great, and you had that losing streak in the middle. Games you should have won against Boston College, a head-scratcher against UMass. How How is the defense sort of the arc of the season? How does it look for you guys? Um, Like you said, it's a lot of ups and downs. But I think more importantly, each week, you know, we just figure out a way to get better, you know, get better than the week before. And I think the guys have really bought into that. And, you know, right now we're kind of like on a high, but it's still room to improve. So I trust that we're going to, you know, finish out strong. Q Hammonds, cornerback uh, for the Army Black Knights, joining us here on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Again, Q from Covington, Georgia, originally, as we're trying to feature all of our uh, Georgia athletes here in the Army-Navy game coming up. Uh, going to Foxborough and Gillette Stadium for the first time. You excited for that experience? <laughs> yes, sir. Very excited. I mean, it's, a, you know, listen, it's a, you're going to walk on the same field that Tom Brady walked on. Yeah, in a failed <laughs> environment. <laughs> Uh, I know this game takes on extra special meaning for you guys. You got the commander in chief trophy on the line as well. You know, a six and six season, a chance to go out on a high note. Um, have you started to think a lot about, you know, this final game for you personally and what it's going to feel like as you're, uh, as you're walking on and off that field for the last time? Um, yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's the final game. It's the army Navy game, which makes it, you know, a big one, but more importantly, I just want to, you know, finish strong for this team, for the brotherhood. Um, just, Come in, come in. I think I, I came in playing well. You know, I want to leave the same way. So, When you uh, first got to West Point, Jeff Munkin was there, and, you know, Army was at a, one of its, you know, high points when, when it came to football. Um, and, and obviously it's been, a, you know, a up and down, you know, kind of four years as far as football is concerned for West Point the last couple of years. But, you know, Coach Munkin has been just a, such a great calming force for the entire Army football program over the last couple of years, really has done an amazing job and, and made some great young men and some fantastic leaders. What does he mean to you? I think Coach Munkin, um, like you said, he's a centerpiece for this organization. Um, but more importantly, I think he's done a great job for me in teaching me how to handle adversity. You know, Coach Munkin, no matter what the season is like, whether we're like on a high or on a low, whether we're winning or losing, you know, he keeps that mentality kind of that black fact mentality where you just keep pushing, keep pushing through adversity. And that has helped me more than anything because here at the Academy, I've faced different forms of adversity. And each day I, I come to this facility and I see the energy that Coach Munkin brings to his team and the wisdom that he gives us each and every day. And it, it just gives me that extra spark to be like, okay, like, let's go. I got to go. So I really appreciate that, you know, over the years. Q, for the rest of your teammates and the other seniors you're playing with, um, have you guys talked a little bit about this final game and this experience and what you guys are all feeling? Yeah, we talk about it. I think we kind of all know what's on the line here in West State. And more than anything, 
I think we all understand that we're doing it for each other. You know, this is the last time we'll ever put pants on together as, you know, for each other and for the Army Black Knights. So with that all being at stake, I know the guys want to play well, and I trust that they will. Q Hammonds again joining us here, Army defensive back, Army-Navy coming up on Saturday. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game here in Atlanta Q, a product of Covington, Georgia. Uh, let's kind of pivot here from football a little bit to your 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 personal career and what's next for you. Uh, for those who are, who are listening and don't know, you know the military, where you're going to choose a branch and figure out where you're going to go. Have you decided what your military specialty is going to be yet? Yeah, so I branch signal with the okay. field, field artillery uh, branch detail. So if, for those who don't understand what that means, uh, pretty much I'll serve as a field artillery officer um, at the beginning of my Army career, and then I'll transition to the Signal Corps. And you know that because you're going to Signal Corps, there's a good chance you're going to end up right back here in your home state at Fort Gordon, right? You, like, you, you, you realize, was that part of the plan overall? <laughs> uh, I don't think that was a part of the initial plan, okay. but it is one of the perks. So. It is one of the perks, yeah. Again, uh uh, so a, a, as you head off to Fort Sill, Oklahoma for, uh, for your basic course, uh, uh, to be a field artillery officer, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, how often do you guys think about, it? and I can remember when I went through ROTC, like, you know, the rest, the world events never came into my mind frame, right? Like even as crazy as it was and, and everything else, it never, never popped into my head. Do you, do you ever find yourself thinking and talking about that with your, with your classmates? Um, yeah, you know, the world is right now is constantly changing. Um, it's very different from, you know, when you um, were first becoming an officer. But I think more than anything, we understand that, you know, even though the world is changing, like this new world is going to need leaders. And we're those leaders um, for the upcoming changes. So I feel good, you know, being at the forefront of that, you know, having a chance to make an impact. Q, what do you think football has taught you the most about how to be a leader when it comes to being in front of your platoon and your unit? You know, I think football has has challenged me. Um, it's challenged me, you know, physically, but also just mentally, you know, how to how to build a team, how to put a team together, how to motivate guys. I think that translates directly to the military and, you know, working with people from different backgrounds and, you know, different careers and things like that. It's football, you know, I think it's a, it's a great – uh, correlation to what I'm getting myself to in the future. Anything that sticks with you that Coach Munkin told you that, like, you may find yourself standing in front of your platoon one day saying, hey, you know, Coach Munkin told me this, and any of that, any of that's kind of stand out? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, he reminds us often that, you know, um, in that in that profession, sometimes the, the risks are greater, you know. You know, right now, you know, poor leadership might just be a loss, you know, of a football game. But, you know, stakes would be greater. You're, you know, you're in control of people's lives and, you know, you have a much greater, much greater goal. So I think that's important. Well, look, uh, from a football standpoint, I hope you beat the crap out of them. Um, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm defined, def- definitively biased here that we want you to win. Um, from, you know, officer to officer, uh, thank you for the choosing the life of service that you chose uh, and continue to, uh, much like uh, being a football player, Continue to improve your craft of leadership every single day. You're never at a destination with it. You're always trying to get better and better uh, and always working out. And, and listen, empathy and uh, and listening go a long way in leadership. So I wish you nothing but the best of success going forward. Again, I wish you a hell of a lot of success on Saturday, but the best of success going forward in your career. Um, enjoy it. It's going to go by fast. Uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunities that are going to come your way. And I, I say this to everybody, Q. 
The army has a, a funny of way of putting you where you're supposed to be. So sometimes things that may <laughs> not may look like, you know, that poop sandwich that you don't want to eat, it ends up turning into something great. So good luck on Saturday, brother. Wish you all the best. Go Army, beat Navy, and good luck to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. There he is, Quindrellon Hammond's Army defensive back senior from Covington, Georgia, getting ready for Army Navy coming up on Saturday. And uh, we will also speak with Mbidi Williams of Navy coming up next, another defensive player for the midshipmen. Uh, we will also get you set for the pregame coming up, a little more Falcons talk coming in. All that is here next right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's A to Z on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to A to Z. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. The Odyssey app as we get set for Army-Navy coming up. Pre-game starts at 2 o'clock. Kickoff from, from uh, Gillette Stadium coming up right around 3 o'clock. Army, minus 3. I laid the 2.5. So, do with that what you will. Try to get us another winner. But, we'll continue our conversation here with the Army and Navy football players here as we speak with Mbidi Williams, a defensive player for Navy. This was him and I sitting down earlier this week. And joining us now as we get set for the 124th installment of the Army-Navy game taking place in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. He is a junior from Snellville, Georgia, and his position is Bandit. We also know him as a DN. Mbidi Williams joins us here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mbidi, welcome, and thanks so much for being here, man. Thank you. All right, big game, obviously, on Saturday. We'll get to that in a minute. I, I want to know why they list you as Bandit as opposed to just a defensive end. What, 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 what's the Bandit term in your defense? Okay, so one, I'm going to start with this because I've seen that. It's not – I don't know why they put defensive end. that They have that wrong. Um, but band is – it's just safety. Okay. Um, yeah, and then um, – but I've also – I played corner my first two years here, and I've also played some corner this year too. So um, uh, it's been a mix of those two. Well, let's stay with that, right? Uh, your defense has been very good this year, particularly against the run. Uh, you guys take a lot of pride in that. You're going up against a team, obviously, you know well, and you know the offense that they run. But, you know, what is it about this defense this year that's been able to post two shutouts, only give up six points in your second-to-last game? I mean, you know, it, it's been pretty good. Why are you guys so good this year? Um, well, I would say the the heart of that is our communication. Um, we've, we've raised the level of communication uh, through the years that I've been here, and uh, it, it definitely shows up big time with – I mean, obviously, you've seen like the shutouts and everything, and it that's hard to do. And it all just uh, stems from everybody like knowing each other's job and and being able to to talk about things uh, through through plays and do the game. Brian Newberry, your first year head coach. Obviously, things have been different from Coach Ken and uh, what he was able to do there in his tenure. Uh, and I know that last year was sort of disappointing for you guys, but what has you know head coach Newberry brought to you guys that's been different from from last year? Um, well, really, I think that just because, so the, the change hasn't truly felt like a change, if that makes sense, because that, because all the players have still remained. And so that togetherness and that the culture and the foundation of the program, uh, coach Newberry has, he has allowed it to, to stay the same and basically just feed off of the, the great things that coach Ken did when he was here. Uh, and all of that just it, it continues to flow and and um, and it, it's it's been great. 
you're in your, your third year now, so you've been on one winning side of this and one losing side of this. So unfortunately, you've had, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you've had the, the experience of singing second on, on uh, one occasion and singing first on the other. Um, but, you know, playing in your third Army-Navy game, it's also crazy that you're now playing in three different locations for three straight years. And your class, which is crazy here in BD, because, you know, you played in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife. Last year you played in Philly. You're playing in Foxborough this year. And next year you're going to play in Landover, Maryland. So you're going to have four different locations for the Army-Navy game. Like, that that's a pretty insane experience, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, this game is, like, huge. Mm-hmm. And I honestly did not take that in, which you just whole <laughs> like, different locations, but – that goes to show how important this game is and and that we just we preach just being locked in on the moment in our job because uh, you know it's it's easy to let distractions get to you and stuff and things like that can be distractions so and BD Williams uh, from Snellville Georgia Naval Academy uh, sec we'll call him safety not bandit we can't use that but nonetheless joins us here on sports radio 929 the game um, you know Snellville Georgia Pace Academy. Did you know that you always wanted to go to the Naval Academy when you were growing up here in Georgia, or how did that come about? Um, so I didn't actually. I was so it was recruitment. Recruitment was kind of high for me in middle school, and then I went to a, a really good private school in Atlanta, Pace Academy for high school. Um, and I mean, you could say things kind of died down a little bit, but it was more just like things kind of just started flowing. And then I guess my sophomore, junior year, I went to a camp um, and that's when like Navy was there. Uh, Coach Green, he had saw me and then he followed up, I believe my junior year. And that's when, you know, the recruitment was heavy for Navy. And once I figured out and realized all the things that this school had to offer um, right now and the near future and also in the, and the long term, um, it, it it spoke to me. Did you have any knowledge of the military or the Navy background at all? Did you know anything about it? Uh, my my uncle was in the Navy, but I I only got a chance to talk to him when I was younger. Um, uh, but yeah, I didn't. I, there's not. Tr- there's no true background, at least knowledge wise, of of me knowing about like what actually like is until when you when we speak like naval academy um Lingo. stuff like that yeah um what uh what's been the hardest adjustment to like military life um i just i guess i would say that i would just say this this school in general is just the hardest adjustment because you are introduced to military life uh i wouldn't i wouldn't say that military life itself um is is a hard adjustment just because you've already been stressed out so much uh, with like things coming into the school that like it all, all it does is just kind of build you. Um, and they like throw a lot of things at you with the military aspect, but then you also have to worry about football and you got to worry about school. So that's probably the most challenging is just being able to find that balance and, um, and do well with it. Right. And BD Williams, uh, Snellville, Georgia native here, army Navy game coming up on Saturday, uh, later this afternoon. And, uh, as you guys get ready for this game, you're a junior, as we mentioned before. You, you look at the seniors who are playing in their last Army-Navy game. What have they been saying? What have their emotions been like about this game? Have they been talking to you guys about, you know, we know the game is important every year, but 
when it's your last one, obviously it means a little bit more to those guys. What's been the message from the seniors to you? Uh, the message, the message really is the same um, all year. And that's the reason being is because nobody wants uh, anybody to get to the point where they're, they're overworking themselves or overstressing themselves uh, and bringing that into the game and can cause a lot of, you know, mistakes and, and things that <clears throat> don't really have to have to happen. Um, and so obviously, yes, this being their last game, they probably have a lot of, of things in their mind that they're thinking about, but the end all be all is just to, to focus on your job um, throughout the week and, and just prepare yourself uh, to be able to have a clear mind and just in, and play Navy football when um, Saturday comes. And BD, as far as you're concerned with the, with the rest of, of what you want to do with the Naval Academy and going forward, have you figured out what career path in the Navy you want to do? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I have a very <laughs> open mind, though. Have, yeah, have, I, have you I'm narrowed sure. down some choices at least? Um, right now, I would I would say uh, a Marine. Being a Marine uh, is probably high on my list. But uh, you know, I've I've been interested in flying, um, and you know the a lot of people are sometimes against it, but the ship the ship life doesn't seem too bad to me. So like I. I <laughs> I really don't. I really don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I spoke. Now. I spoke with Daba Fofana yesterday, uh, and uh, he uh, he he told me he gets motion sickness. I'm like, dude, you got in the navy. You didn't you didn't know that was going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say, yeah, yeah some guys bad. some guys are afraid of ship life. We don't want it. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's the the range of that goes everywhere so but i'm i'm open-minded with everything what has navy football taught you about leadership and the kind of leader you want to be when it comes to you know the next phase of your career in the military um really just it just teaches uh trust like being able to trust those like around you um and and work with those people around you it's it's definitely a, a harder that's probably one of the hardest uh things to grasp especially like in the, in the military in general across the board is that teamwork and um, being able to work as one unit, not just rely on yourself or, you know, think that it it's all on you. Um, so that's one thing that um, they have preached here at, and at this school, but also like definitely on this team. And it shows up big time. We always talk about the brotherhood and, and that's really like brotherhood is like what we are, but it's also a teaching thing. Like, it's like, take this, like with you in life, learn, like learn how to, to work as one unit, you know, when you win, like everybody wins, like, and, and I think that is just a huge part of like our military in general. Um, but definitely like this team and, and, you know, take that as you will, but. And BD Williams joining us getting set for army Navy here on Saturday. Um, let's kind of just big picture and not to ask sort of an unnerving question, but obviously current events in the world, they'll always talk about that in the broadcast, right? Oh, these young men are going to go on to the next phase and defend America and everything that, you know, for, for those of us who wear the uniform, that reality kind of smacks you in the face every day. Um, you know, manifestly, this is just a football game. You're going to go on to, to more important things, but you know, uh, does any of that sort of permeate what you guys talk about as a football team? What's what's next in the current state of affairs and everything, and what may be down the road for you guys? Uh, yes, uh, we, um, 
we don't like to like I mean obviously harp on it like we sure. try to focus on uh obviously the game because you know Navy football we are playing like pretty much big time football mm-hmm. uh, especially like here and so but the bringing that into just the culture and like raise uh, like raising that awareness that you know this is really like your foundation here is really what's going to like build to be able to you know fight battles and and um face those challenges in the future and just thinking that and like being aware of that it, i mean it's definitely like big for us and a special thing but it also makes things easier because it's like okay well if i use this time for that and i just build my foundation and you know like you figure out yourself but then you also figure out how you work with people you know it all just kind of flows together so it's it's amazing uh you mentioned the trust portion of leadership and and everything else what else uh, about football in general uh do you think translates the best to the military uh grit um and just and being courageous like having to step out of step out of your comfort zone um and and get comfort get comfortable with being uncomfortable uh you know you're obviously going to be put in a lot of stressful situations in the future and doing things like that now uh which is a structure of like our practice like it's very it's, it's stressful but it's also it's going to build you so that when those times come stress is down you're like you you've been there before you know or you're you at least feel like you have and so it makes you know decision making and and um you know everything else a lot a lot easier you mentioned focus too and we'll, we'll wrap up with this here you know you have all the pregame festivities and everything else uh after going through this two times i mean is it tough to go through those festivities you're kind of like chomping at the bit to just start playing the darn game uh instead of doing all that so how, how hard is that to deal with for you guys uh it, it it's pretty hard but that's only if you get out of your routine you know that was something that we actually just got told by um coach Volker in our meeting the other day was you know stay with your routine like whatever you do like do that like don't do not allow this game to like play like don't allow your emotions to play with you and that's like a huge part in this whole this whole thing is like Yes, there's like all this stuff going on, um, you know, the prep rallies, all the, the the fans, your family, like everybody's going to be there and stuff like that. People watching the only game being played. But at the end of the day, like you're the one on the field playing the game. And so that's what you need to focus on is winning that game. And and that's the thing that we we have done this week is just focus on this moment. And like I said, it all comes down to your job and just, you know, being one and know on that play. So, you know, yeah. somebody's going to sit there and look at you and go, hey, Beatty, Tom Brady stood right here. Like, he was right here. Like, this is where he was. Right? <laughs> somebody's saying that to you at some point, right? And that's in one ear, out the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I wish you the best of luck uh, in the game itself, you know, uh, and, and the rest of your career and your future. You know, I, I think it's, uh, it's absolutely uh, fantastic that you all have chosen a life of service beyond football and beyond the Naval Academy. And, you guys are the best of what next generation of leaders has to offer for this country. So certainly appreciate everything that you've done and committed to our country so far and uh, continued success going forward. Best of luck on Saturday. Stay healthy. And uh, for you, for your sake, I know you want to sing second, but as an army guy, I will, I will keep my rooting feelings to myself. That said, I'm, I'm wishing you the best there in BD and, and you'll, you'll always do Georgia proud, man. So we appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right.
Navy Jr. and B.D. Williams right here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, that'll uh, do it for A to Z here, guys. Quick little sprint here, getting you set for the 124th installment of Army-Navy. Falcons coming up tomorrow. This is the place to be for all your sports here in Atlanta. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. And, in fact, uh, I'll be filling in for a steak the whole week before Christmas. So you're going to hear my mug, my voice, a lot more. Eric, thanks for keeping us on the rails, man. Appreciate your brother. Enjoy the Army-Navy game. Go Army. Beat Navy. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.